0: contenders ready yay gladiators ready
1: yay (laughs) are you set jack yeah we're all set episode Uh, four good to go press record go do you want to count us in i'll count us in go on then five six and seven and an eight
0: welcome to the black arrows employment team podcast where you have your very own employment lawyer in your pocket This podcast is aimed at managers and visitors and intends to keep you on the straight and narrow with your staff.
1: This is our The Law Behind the Headlines season. We take a look at the stories which are making the headlines and ask ourselves, is this case for real? How did the employer get away with that? And crucially, what is the law behind the headlines? Good stuff. As with every episode in this season six of Employment Lawyer in Your Pocket, this episode is brought to you by thepodcasthost.com the ultimate how-to podcast resource on the web. They can help you with anything podcast-related, from planning and launching your show, to equipment and editing, to growing an audience and even monetizing your show. Check out their free step-by-step guide on how to start your very own podcast at thepodcasthost.com slash start. So thanks again to our sponsor. They are so hot, aren't they? Matthew is so hot. Matthew and he Colin and their team. Where would we be without them? Very great. <laughs> okay. Very grateful for their support. Do you know what, Jack? I'm absolutely paggard today. Eh? Paggard? What,
0: what you thirsty? Parched? Paggard means tired in nice. my Yorkshire glossary. Nice. You're pagged. I'm paggard today. Absolutely paggard today. Ee by
1: gum. <laughs> <laughs> is that your Yorkshire stuff? E by gum. Does that mean OMG? It does. It means OMG if you're in Yorkshire. Good stuff.
0: According to my sources. <laughs> okay, so this is the case of Staines against York- North Yorkshire Fire and Rescue Service. Um, so in this case, it involves Mr. Staines, who was employed as a fireman and had been promoted to on call watch manager.
1: And need- he 14 years with the North Yorkshire Fire Service. A long time. Good length of service. More than me. Less than you, though, say. Si. Told I've been here for how many years? 50 years. 15 at least, eh?
0: 15. Um, in this case, he was given the final warning on in May 2019 for calling a female firefighter a B star, star, star,
1: star. Female dog. Three times. Yes. Um, The warning was valid for 18 months. Now... After the event, Mr. Staines did the following actions. So after he got that warning, mm-hmm. he commented to a female that her feet were a good size to fit in a kitchen. <laughs> what does that even mean? I'm I mean, sure. is that... Does she think she had big feet? Maybe it means you've got big feet, yeah. Does that mean she'd
0: be employed as a plumber or fit kitchen fitter?
1: Maybe, yeah. I didn't understand the reference, to be honest. No. It's not <laughs> funny, is it? Not funny. He, he also said to a female colleague... Well, you are not like that silly B Bleep Bleep from Tadcaster. Okay. Then, also,
0: Mr. Staines allegedly addressed a gay colleague with the words, Now then, Johnny, you bent B star 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 star.
1: Yikes and OMG. Indeed. And this was reported. However, on investigation, it actually transpired that what Staines said was, How are you doing, fella? Well, not fella. You're half a fella. That's what he said to the gay colleague. It's strange because just about the fact that um, he referred to colleague
0: as Arthur, which in Yorkshire tongue means half Arthur, half a
1: fella, half a man, which is strange, isn't it? It is indeed. I'd never heard that before. I'd never connected the two. No. The gay colleague was offended by these comments, however which was one of the most important aspects of this case, the fact that the colleague was offended. Yes. And Mr Staines said that it was just banter. Fairly commonly used defence by employees in these kind of situations. Totally. Does it work, Jack? Banter? Banter is not something that I've seen operate successfully <laughs> very often as a defence. No, no. In this case, Mr Staines
0: said he was to his colleague's size and not his sexual orientation. And um, he said he
1: couldn't just call him Stumpy or Dwarf based on his size. Mm-hmm. And he also said that Mr. Staines said that he himself was referred to as ragger. <laughs> What's that mean? Ragger? Because he's always ragging the machines. How strange. Whatever, A strange. Whatever that means. But he did maintain it was
0: just banter. Okay, so that's after the final one was issued to him. There was also an allegation that he said when a female colleague answered the phone, you've
1: got her well-trained. This was also investigated. And although the female said that she wasn't offended by the comments, however, she did comment back to Mr. Staines, you see, I'm a woman, I can do two things at once. So I heard that. So she was on the phone, and she overheard him making that potentially sexist comment Mm. about you've got her well-trained. Okay, so the employer investigated,
0: The employer found that the comments were in breach of the employer's code of conduct, bullying and harassment policy and organisational values. Um, So in this case, there was no issue of discrimination. Instead, the employer said there's a breach of the code of conduct
1: for firemen. And he was invited to a disciplinary hearing and he was ultimately dismissed and subsequently raised an unfair dismissal claim in the ET. Good. Um, So... What can you think the headline would be for this case then, Jack? Mm -hmm. Let me see. What about homophobic fireman half wins his case for calling gay colleague half a man? (laughs) Not very catchy, is it? (laughs) Wow, you know me, that's. It would probably be good enough for the Yorkshire Herald. Okay. Any other ideas for (laughs) headlines? You're going to need a bigger ladder. Fireman jokes about colleagues' height and wins 12K. Mm.
0: How's
1: about um, Fiery Fired for Fiery Banter? Not that's good. the winner, Jack. That's the winner. Be <laughs> honest, that's the winner. I have to accept, Silent. You're the king of the headlines, and it's also <laughs> short and snappy keeps them happy. That's true. That's true. Um, what was the headline in Jack? The actual headline was not short and snappy keeps them happy. <laughs> it was sacked firefighter who claimed he called a short gay colleague half a man because of his size rather than his sexuality wins £12,000 payout despite losing unfair dismissal case not the best is it I need to lie down after reading that (laughs) it's longer than the article itself <laughs>
0: okay, so about the fact that actually this employee wins his case um, and wins over 12 grand um, against his ex employer. So, what was discussed during the tribunal
1: hearing, Jack? Talk to me about that. So, the first thing that I that found of note in the tribunal hearings at, at the very start of the process, the, Mr. Staines was called to an investigation meeting. Okay, and he wasn't given any advance warning. Prior to that meeting, as to the details or the pre- precise substance of no. the allegations. So he's given, I think, a broad a broad list of allegations, then
0: by letter, and afterwards given a chance to submit written statement after the event. So that's yeah. you know what do you think about it? is that fair or not?
1: I think it's okay as long as as long as the the fire services policies didn't say otherwise. Yes. it's it's perfectly acceptable for an employer not to give full disclosure of the allegations at the stage of an investigatory hearing. Sure, sure. And, and quite often we have clients that deliberately do that because they want to get the employee's natural reaction. Exactly. Rather than having time to prepare, as, as they would get with a disciplinary hearing. Totally. You often
0: find employees in that situation, they find themselves beefing. What's mean, Jack? Beefing. Again, that's, that's the Yorkshire glossary. The employees yeah. are often beefing. Fighting, no blubbering, crying, beating, right. beefing. Okay, in any case, in relation to the half a man comment, Mr. Sainz said it was banter. It's just banter, he said. Remember, you'd banter with my mother in law, Jack. I had some bants with Chrissy, yeah. <laughs> the MIL the barbecue,
1: the MIL. That was a year What did you say to her in banter? I think it was something about, um inquired whether she picked up satellite TV with that forehead of hers. <laughs> poor, poor mother-in-law. She unfriended me on Facebook <laughs> very soon know. after that. She didn't know. Okay, after the
0: investigation meeting in September 2019, the employee was off sick and the investigation was paused until January. Um, the employer in this case obtained an occupational health
1: report saying it was okay to proceed. So again, that seems fair enough to me. Seems like the employers acted reasonably, they... They can't be criticised for the delay because the employee was off sick. Exactly. And they've not, they've not, they've not forced Mr. Staines to attend the hearing when he's unwell to do so. Totally. And they've probably been, if anything, they've been extra cautious here in their appro- approach, and they've got the, the medical, opinion, and if the OH opinion says it's fine to proceed, then it's difficult to argue with that. Yep. And sadly, unusually, the disciplinary hearing, the employee was allowed to question his
0: accusers. Would you very strange in, in my experience for an employer to be allowed to kind of mm. um, invite the employee to question the accusers.
1: Yeah, it's not something I've seen very uh, very often. I think maybe I, once or twice in my career, but I remember my very first tribunal, I cross-examined, I was acting for the claimant okay. and I cross-examined the respondent witnesses and made a big scene about how it was unfair <laughs> that my client didn't get to look his accusers in the eye and, and question <laughs> them. And, and the judge... And a nice manner, pointed me out to various authorities that said <laughs> there's no absolute right to cross-examine in a disciplinary. Okay, that's good. So in this case, the employer was dismissed for gross misconduct.
0: Whilst the employer accepted the employee's position, that he was referring to his colleague's height, they also accepted that the colleagues interpreted it as referring to sexuality, and that he was upset about that. So again, um, that's a strange, I suppose, finding, isn't it? Because...
1: Mm. It's a bit of a mixed bag because mm. if you're thinking of harassment, it's got to be conduct related to sexual orientation. Yeah, and it's got to have the, the effect. affect, purpose. But so it's got the effect. Mm-hmm. But it's if the judge is accepting that it's you know it's not related to that, it's related to his height. Then it does seem a bit mixed. But I suppose the tribunal are you know they're assessing it on the part of the employer. Yeah, and it wasn't a case of harassment; it was just a case of whether the conduct merited dismissal. That's right. I mean, imagine my mother-in-law was employed at Blackadders, and you said
0: to her, "You know, your forehead. Can, can you get satellite in your forehead? <laughs> Would that, with that, breach the Equality Act? Do you think?" Um, the purpose was not. banter. Was he in upsetting for a mother-in-law? The purpose was not banter. That was to offend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, okay. So again, um, Mr Staines had breached his code of contact, um, bullying and harassment and was on a final written warning. So again, it's pretty um, short-sighted, Mr Staines, to have another issue of misconduct shortly after his final written warning, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it wasn't the best. I mean, you could lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. I mean, it was <laughs> okay. two months after his f- final written warning, he got told that he was going to be put on training um, and the employer made a finding that he didn't demonstrate self-improvement mm-hmm. after his previous written warning. And yeah. that was a factor in the decision. And that's kind of a good point for an employer to say, isn't it? He didn't demonstrate self-improvement. I think that's it. I mean, the, the whole point of these disciplinary procedures, if they're operated properly, is that the employer wants the employee to improve yeah. and to stop behaving in a manner. You know, it's not just a means to an end of sacking somebody. Yeah. However... This chap had clearly failed to improve and he'd committed further similar misconduct very soon after. Totally. So the Employment Tribunal considered the three-part test discussed in episode one. Yes, Jack? Yep. The Three-part test. test is what? The three-part test is... One, sharing belief. Yep. Then two, reasonable grounds on which to sustain that belief. Yep. And thirdly, much investigation as is... is, is
0: um, possible in the circumstances. So again, the three-stage test the employment tribunal said was satisfied. The employer had a genuine belief that Mr. Jane is guilty of misconduct. Again, they based the belief on reasonable grounds, and again, they carried as much investigation as reasonable in the circumstances. So again, that was found to be a a fair dismissal. However, (laughs) There's
1: a fork in the road here. (laughs) A sting in the tail. (laughs) A sting in the tail. For the fire service anyway. Okay. Well, the tribunal didn't find it was... They found it was a fair dismissal. However, they also found that it was a wrongful dismissal. So Mr. Staines's lawyers had clearly covered their bases well and they'd included a head of wrongful dismissal, which is basically asking the tribunal to find that his behaviour wasn't sufficiently serious to be classed as gross misconduct and that he should have got his notice pay. He was of course dismissed summarily with no notice. The tribunal said that wasn't right, and so he was awarded his notice pay. Which was quite a lot given his fourteen year service. Yep, I think it was about three months pay. Good. So he gets
0: three months pay on the basis that it wasn't gross misconduct, they should have instead dismissed him with notice. Yep. And he also weirdly got an uplift of ACAS uplift for ten percent, which made it up to, you know, over twelve grand yes.
1: compensation he was awarded and that was because the employer had an unreasonable delay between receiving his appeal and ultimately deciding his appeal. I think yeah. it was about a three-month delay, maybe more. Totally. So again, it's a, a funny case, isn't it, to
0: discuss today because, I mean, clearly Mr Sains was a bad-un.
1: I think there's no question he was a bad
0: Not a good-un. Not badin. a good And
1: Referring to female colleagues in the same word you would use for a female dog... Um, Not good. Getting a warning for that and not learning his lesson by similar behaviour so soon after it. Some would say he was daft as a brush. <laughs> Is that Yorkshire? Indeed, according to Glossary D. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Our
0: three takeaway
1: tips then, Jack. So, subject to what an employer's policies say, remember that as an employer you can ambush an employee at an investigation hearing. There's no need to give copies of evidence or precise details of the allegations in advance of an investigation hearing. Unless the procedures say differently. Yeah, exactly, Say si. Okay, tip two, always be clear with an employee
0: what is alleged and what is background information. In this case, there were some blurred lines between what the employer was lying on as actual
1: allegations, which was unfortunate for the fire service, I suppose. Yeah. And then thirdly, in a sacking for gross misconduct, be aware of the possibility of a claim for wrongful dismissal. A dismissal might be fair, but it's not an all-or-nothing approach. It can still be fair and wrongful.
0: Good. Okay. It's uh, so a right includes- dowly day out there to the <laughs> Does that mean uh, cold? Dowly. Dull, gloomy and misty. Okay. You're really mithering me today, Jack. Really mithering me. What does that mean? Making you smile and happy. <laughs> no, it <laughs> says irritated by something, as in, stop mithering me, Jack. Stop bothering me. Stop irritating me. Okay, I apologize, Sal. You've got oh. a right monk on today, don't you, Jack? That's a smiley face. <laughs> a that, mean, that means grumpy,
1: sulky face. After those comments, I've got a right monk (laughs) on me for sure. Okay. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please do subscribe to our podcast, Employment Lawyer in Your Pocket. You can get it on iTunes or wherever else you prefer to access podcasts. Good stuff. If you can spare 30 seconds, then please do give us a review on
0: iTunes or something else. Just make sure it is five stars, not four,
1: not three, not one. Five. And lastly, if you're from Yorkshire and we've misquoted any of these definitions, then please apologies. <laughs> Blame Google. <laughs> Good stuff. Cheers and cheerio. Cheers. Say si. all the best.